Welcome to Darkness to Light Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Wilson. We explore supernatural topics and experiences. On this episode, we had a conversation with Paul Roberts, also known as the Demon Warrior. He's a Roman Catholic paranormal investigator. Coming up next on Darkness to Light. Um, I was in the military from 73 to 76, from 79 to 86. When I was first in the military, I was an MP, military policeman, and I was working with CID, Criminal Investigation Division, Drug Suppression Team in Germany. And then when I got out, um, I was, well, I had a three-year break, and I have to tell you what happened on the three-year break, but I'm going to get back to that. And then in 1979, I joined military intelligence. I was in 97 Bravo with the Photo Interpretation Center in Korea. But what's kind of funny is in 1976, when I got out of the service, I was hanging out in a lot of discos because we're looking for drug dealers in Germany. And I learned how to disco dance. So when I came out in 1976, I was an Arthur Murray's dance instructor. And I became the disco king of Sacramento. And I danced 205 hours, eight and a half days, disco dancing <laughs> for, uh, during those three years. You know, when, when disco died, I went back into the military. So, um, and now I'm a paranormal investigator for, because all my investigative skills that I learned while I was in the service with CID, it's bit very beneficial. I was, uh, I was raised in a haunted house so as a child, so I was very much interested in the paranormal, been reading about the paranormal. I write books. I have something like 35 paranormal books out there. So I'm pretty much on, and plus we've done a lot of documentaries. We've been with Ghost Adventures, Travel Channel. Right now we're working with Portals to Hell on the Travel Channel. Um, and we've done haunted hospitals in, in Canada, Toronto, Canada. We've done a lot of shows. So my wife, she's a, um, uh, a psychic medium. Uh, her name is Wishfire. Well, she goes by Wishfire. But her, if you look her up, her name is Deanna Jackson Stinson. And she's very good at what she does. And um, she's very beneficial for the team. So we utilize her to seek out the hot spots and we, we conduct our investigations. As a kid, you grew up in a haunted house. What types of things did you experience? It was very intense. The entity was centered on me. So what happened was uh, one night, and it sounds so weird, okay, and at some point in time I thought it was either childhood nightmares or what I was witnessing was real. So there was this thing, it looked like a black tea kettle rolling down the sidewalk, my window raises up. The snout of this tea kettle blew out some smoke or vapors. And the very next day, I was very, very sick. And I explained to my mother, and she thought I was what I saw, and she thought I was crazy. 
The next time around, I heard a woman's voice from the orange. Uh, uh, there was an orange grove where you can see it from my bedroom window, and I can hear a woman say, Dale, come here. Dale, come here. Well, I didn't go, and I was frightened to death. And things got even worse. So at some point in time, the entity pushed me into a heater. It burned my leg. Um, my mother, um, she came into the bedroom when I was screaming and yelling because I was seeing these flying skulls. They had wings and they looked like human skulls. And my mother came in and I was coughing and hacking and everything else. And she gave me a teaspoon of poison. She thought it was cough syrup. She made me vomit it out. And uh, it just seems like everything was just centered on me. It was just really horrible. So when we finally moved out of there, I was never bothered again by this entity or entities. And I started reading about the paranormal. I, I want to know everything about the paranormal. I want to know about poltergeists. I want to know about tulpas. I want to know about ghosts and UFOs and Bigfoot. So I didn't know I was going to become a paranormal investigator. But when I did become a paranormal investigator, I did everything I wanted. I, I went to Mount Chasta to investigate UFO activity. Uh, I've been all over the world. Um, I've been to the bridge over River Kwai in Thailand, which is a very depressing place because so many people were tortured and died there. Um, I've been to Area 51. I've been to Skinwalker Ranch. So I've done a lot of investigations, and I consider myself a 14 investigator. That's a person who investigates everything. When you went to Area 51, what did you see there? Uh, when I went to Area 51, uh, we actually got to uh, camp out in the parking lot of the Alien, Alien if I'm saying it right, Alien. So um, there was a guy who actually took us to uh, a, a, an abandoned village near Area 51, and he said it was very haunted. So we actually got to investigate this abandoned village and we went up to the gate and of course they listen they have sound monitors they have video cameras and all this other stuff as i was looking from the gate with my binoculars up on the hillside i saw a person in, who was in camis camouflage fatigues looking at me with binoculars and strapped on his shoulder was a sniper rifle. He took the sniper rifle and he actually pointed it at me. And at that point in time, I told my investigators, I think it's time for us to leave. So we packed up everything and we took off. But we, we got as far as to the gate. I talked, I interviewed a lot of people at the Alien and one lady said that there was some type of craft that she witnessed that hovered at eye level with her, and she could see the pilot, and he smiled and waved at her. So it's a very, very interesting place. We got to interview people. Um, we had a couple 
local investigators who claimed that they saw strange lights in the sky that were moving erratically. I didn't see them, but they claimed they saw them. Uh, so it was, it was a very unique experience. Right now, Paul, what kind of cases are you involved in? Now I handle demon cases. And the reason why they call me the demon warrior, because I'm, I'm about, I would say I'm about 80% uh, successful in doing this. When we have demon cases, my wife does a metaphysical cleansing with, you know, smudging wands and the whole works. But I do a Roman Catholic house blessing using holy water and a cross. And I bless each room. I say prayers and I ask for God's angels to please help us. Um, uh, I get into more detail with the, the, uh, uh, the prayers. And I look at the uh, occupant of the house and I say, do you want them here? And they'll say, no, I don't want them here. I want them to leave. I said, okay, Mary wants you to leave, so be gone. You know, you're expelled from this house. And if they have an attachment, if they have an attachment, a basic form of exorcism is a full submersion baptism, and we provide that. Uh, it's just the full submersion baptism works. So at, when I submerge them into the water and I bring them back up, their attachment immediately leaves. So I've been very successful with that. And is this something that the person has to agree to, or in some cases, is it done against their will? Uh, no, they absolutely agree to it. You know, I don't force them. I say, okay, well, if you don't want me to do it, go see a pastor, go, go to a Baptist church. I'm a Catholic, but go to a Baptist church because they do a full submersion baptism. So I, and sometimes where I've had people who were hesitant said, no, nah, I'm going to wait on it. Then they go to, let's say, a Baptist church. They get baptized. They come back and they go, Paul, guess what? I don't have a demonic attachment anymore. I actually did go get baptized. And I go, okay, good. So, yeah, it seems to work. What was the worst case that you've had? I think the worst case that I ever had that was demonic uh, was a case where I went to, well, I was, at that time, I was a new paranormal investigator. And one of the things I've always learned, you need to bring people with you just to have backup in case anything goes oh, wrong. Yeah. So, um, but like I said, I was a new paranormal investigator. This happened a while back, a long time ago. And um, it was two ladies that con contacted me that said that they had demonic activity in their home. About three o'clock in the morning, they'll see like a black mist floating in the hallway. So I said, yeah, let me go over there and find out what's going on. So I was interviewing, there was two ladies there. One was in her 60s, and the other lady was in her 30s, and that was her goddaughter. And they lived together, and they took care of parrots. So um, as I was interviewing the 60-year-old woman, uh, she was telling me, yeah, this demonic entity actually bites us. And she, she called in her, in her goddaughter, and they had bite marks on their necks, on their shoulders, on their legs. And in my mind, I was starting to think, I said, well, 
did they give that to each other or did this actually happen? You know, I was a little bit confused there. And so as I was talking to her, her face from something that was very pleasant and happy, it started distorting and it became something that looked evil. And I, and I, I was thinking in my head, I said, is that my imagination or is her face actually changing on me? Is it going from a happy face to an evil face? And as I was talking to her, she goes, Paul, she goes, I have visions because of this demon. I said, what kind of visions do you have? She goes, I have visions of killing men. Mind you, I'm the only man in there. And I said, how do you kill men? And she goes, by taking a baseball bat and bashing her brains out. I said, what? That's crazy. But anyway, I continued to interview her. 15 minutes later, I'm looking in the living room, and the goddaughter is holding a baseball bat. She's turning around in circles, laughing with this manacled smile on her face. And at that time, I grabbed my laptop, and I'm running out the door. That was the worst demon case I ever had. And these demonic attachments happened because of involvement with some type of witchcraft or something? Oh, God. I'll tell you, I would say about 60% is because, yeah, it's just Ouija boards, Ouija boards. It was like, what? Okay. Don't tell me. There's a Ouija board, right? Yeah. What was the original intent of the Ouija board? Was it created to contact demonic spirits? Or can it be used to contact good spirits? Well, one thing is it's an ancient device, and we don't know its origins. Uh, the origins are unknown. Uh, so it's been around for a long time, but pe people utilize it for evil or they utilize it for good. Can a spirit attach itself to a Ouija board? Sometimes they utilize it for good, and the evil comes in through a portal. Being involved with black magic is definitely one of the causes of demonic oppression. Do you help people that have been involved with black magic? Um, I actually take on any case. If people are asking for help, if, okay, sure, they dabble in black magic, and they're saying, Paul, can you please help me? Because I'm being attacked by an entity. It's scratching me up. Um, it threw me across the room, whatever. It's like, yeah, I'm going to take on the case because they need help. 